This is episode 281 of the AWS podcast, released on November 30th, 2018. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. Simon Lesher here with you. Great to have you back for the last of the reInvent updates for 2018. I hope you've been enjoying them, and I hope they've been useful. So we've had some great announcements that I'm going to share with you today. Uh, the first one is one that I actually neglected to talk about yesterday. It was in my run list, but I didn't mention it, called AWS Outposts. Now, what this will do, and this will be available in the, probably the second half of 2019, will bring native AWS services, infrastructure, and operating models to virtually any data center, colo, or on-premises facility. You can use the same API, same tools, and the same hardware that we use at AWS. Now, there'll be two variants. One is the VMware Cloud on AWS Outposts, which means you can use the same VMware control plane and APIs that you might use today to run your infrastructure, or the AWS native variant of AWS Outpost, which lets you use the same API and control plane that you use to run in the AWS Cloud, but on-premises. Now, this infrastructure will be fully managed, maintained, and supported by AWS to deliver access to the latest AWS services, and it'll be very straightforward to order and get going. And these will be available in uh, groups of one or more servers. You can get quarter, half, or even full rack units as well. So lots of information about that online, but as I mentioned, that's a pre-announcement. However, Dr. Verda Vogels was on stage today sharing with us some pretty amazing stuff and there's lots to share. So here it comes. So of course, from a software developer perspective, we all have very passionate views on the platforms and tooling we like to use, particularly IDEs. And... Uh, Everyone's very proud of the one that they use. Well, the great new announcement is there are now AWS toolkits for PyCharm, IntelliJ, and Visual Studio Code. Now, the PyCharm one is out in all its glory, and the IntelliJ and Visual Studio Code ones are both in developer preview, but are also available uh, online for you to check out and to try out and contribute to as well. And this is really useful because it allows you to create a new ready-to-deploy serverless application. This is for the PyCharm version. Uh, using your preferred runtime, you can test your code locally. You can step through debugging. You can deploy it to the AWS region of your choice. You can invoke your Lambda functions locally or remotely. And you can even use and customize sample payloads from a variety of event sources. Now, the toolkits are distributed under the open source Apache license version 2.0. So get your hands on those and tell us what you think. I'm sure the team would love to get that feedback really quickly and help iterate and innovate on those platforms. Something I know a lot of customers will be very excited about is that the application load balancer, the ALB, can now invoke Lambda functions to serve HTTP and HTTPS requests. Hooray! So this allows you to access your serverless applications from any HTTP client, including web browsers. Now, because ALBs support content-based routing rules, you can also route requests to different Lambda functions based on the request content. And you can also route it to EC2 instances. So for a lot of customers who are kind of pulling apart a monolith and creating microservices, but they're not completely done, this provides a really useful design pattern to divide and conquer that workload. Now, this is available uh, for existing and new ALBs in North Virginia, Ohio, North California, Oregon, Mumbai, Seoul, Singapore, Sydney, Tokyo, Canada, Frankfurt Island, London, Paris, Sao Paulo, and GovCloud US West. So pretty exciting times. Another capability that a lot of uh, Lambda users have been waiting for is the ability to deploy custom runtimes. So this is called the Runtime API, 
and it defines a standardized HTTP-based specification which codifies how Lambda and a function's runtime communicates. What this means is you can now build custom runtimes that integrate with Lambda to execute functions in response to events. Now, this is really useful because now you can use your choice of programming languages and language versions. Very simple to get started. The good thing is, is there are some reference implementations in both C++ and Rust. So you can get an idea of how they work, but this is very cool and gives you the choice that I know many of you have been looking for. Another new concept is the concept of Lambda layers. And this is a new kind of artifact that can contain arbitrary code and data and can be referenced by zero, one or more functions at the same time. And this is really useful for those serverless functions that share common dependencies like SDKs, frameworks, and now runtimes. And with layers, you can basically manage common components across multiple functions, enabling better code reuse. So what you do, put your common code in a zip file, upload it to Lambda as a layer, and then you configure your functions to reference it. And when the function is invoked, the layer contents become available to your function code. Now, we are providing a layer that includes uh, NumPy and SciPy, scientific libraries for Python. So it's an example of how you can do it, uh, but you can do it with pretty much any of the supported languages and get going straight away. This is really, really useful. We also have a, a number of technology partners who are launching their offerings on top of runtime API and layers as well. So some really interesting things happening in that ecosystem. Also, the serverless application model supports nested applications using the uh, serverless application repository. And of course, it also supports the new constructs I just mentioned. Another language update for Lambda, AWS Lambda now supports Ruby. Yes, if you are a Ruby 2.5 runtime user, you can be very happy and deploy serverlessly till the cows come home. Very closely related to the topic of serverless is streaming data. Many event streams are created that get again served by serverless functions. So we are now introducing the Amazon Managed Streaming for Kafka or Amazon MSK in public preview. It's available in North Virginia. And this is a fully managed streaming service for Kafka. This provides a managed, highly available and secure service. That means it's very easy for you to spin it up without having to actually deploy everything and do all the fiddly stuff. Dare I say it, the undifferentiated heavy lifting. It's pay-as-you-go for broker instances and storage usage. Uh, the broker instances start at 21 cents per hour and broker storage is 10 cents per gig per month. Uh, In-cluster data transfer and a fully managed, highly available Zookeeper cluster are included with every cluster at no additional cost. It supports version 1.1.1 and Amazon EC2 M5 instances are used as the Apache Kafka brokers. Have a play. I'm sure the team would love to get feedback on what you think is good about it or what you think needs some work. And whilst there are many very cool announcements today, this one is actually my favorite and it's not even about a particular programming language. So what we have now released is something called the AWS Well-Architected Tool. And what this does is allows you to review workloads against best practices. Now this includes five different pillars, operational excellence, security, reliability, performance efficiency, and cost optimization. And one of the things you may not be aware of is that the solution architects at AWS have been doing these with customers for many years now, and they do lots and lots. In fact, we've done thousands of these globally. So we have a great understanding of what is considered best practice and what types of things people need to consider. This is a very great interactive tool that's available to you now for free to be able to assess all your workloads, identify risks, etc 
and uh, really take control of what's going on. Now, you can start using it today for workloads that are in North Virginia, Ohio, Oregon, and Ireland. And I'm sure we'll see other regions supported very soon, but definitely have a look at that. It ties into the well-architected white papers that are available too. So all this information is public. You can see uh, how we work to assess what is a best practice architecture. This tooling allows you to do it even easier and from a visual standpoint as well. So those were some of the updates from today. What I'd like to do now is share with you a little short interview I did with one of our partners who is here at reInvent today. Uh, I thought I'd use it as a method to capture the interactions we typically have here at reInvent. So let's take a listen to that, and then I'll be back with some more goodies for you as well. So I'm now sitting here in the Starbucks uh, in the Venetian, which is near the Sands Expo Center. And this is one of the many conversation hubs that seem to take place here at reInvent. One of the great things of reInvent is not just the sessions, it's also the people that you meet and the conversations that you have. And so I'm sitting here with uh, Erez Berkner from Lumigo. Welcome, Erez. Hi there. And we've been talking a bit about what they do, and I thought, you know what, rather than us just talk about it, let's record it and have it as part of the podcast today. So you may hear some background noise, and hopefully this helps with the atmospheric. So, Erez, um, you're a startup based in Israel. You're the CEO and co-founder. Yeah. Uh, right. Tell us about Lumigo. Yeah, of course. So Lumigo is a, a platform for helping you troubleshoot service application so you can get to the root cause very fast. Essentially, service applications are composed of, of many different components. And understanding how these components correlate, understanding when you have an issue, what is the actual root cause, where is it coming from, and which service is complicated. Mm, mm. So what Lumigo is offering is a SaaS platform that helps developer understand a specific transaction that went wrong. So if you have a specific issue, we basically tell you the entire story of that request. Starting from like, started with an API gateway, a triggering a Lambda, calling an SNS, triggering a Lambda. We're showing you the entire story the end-to-end -end, -end view on a per-transaction basis. Exactly. And how do you get the telemetry for this? This clearly, there's a lot of data you've got to collect to make this happen. Yeah, that's, that's quite interesting, actually, because uh, in order to get the, the data, like the, you don't have a transaction ID no. today. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's, not, it's not, not a thing. Yeah, exactly. So you don't have anything to correlate mm -hmm. the logs with. So what we actually do, we tap into the underlying infrastructure, the HTTP infrastructure yeah. of AWS, and by tapping into that, we can actually correlate different IDs, different transaction IDs, and build this story of the transaction, of the end-to-end -end transaction. So you're getting telemetry from things like X-Ray and CloudWatch and, and other things? Yeah, so we have two sources of data. Mm -hmm. One is actually a, a lightweight library we integrate within your lambdas. Okay. So it's basically a wrapper of your lambda handles. And we get all the information like logs from CloudWatch, CloudRay, X-Ray, anything we can enrich and show you all the logs associated with this specific transaction in a single location. So you don't have to go between a, like a, a, a different log groups yeah. to find the different logs. And so once you get all that data, what are you, what are you doing it for, for your customers? Like how do they visualize yeah. what's there? So we are, we're doing two things. First of all, we show you a visual map of that transaction. So you zoom out and in a second you understand, okay, I understand the story, the entire story. And then you can go one by one and understand the logs of that transaction and are there any issues 
within that log. So if you have, for example, a lambda timeout, a lambda latency, which is abnormal or, or throttling issue, mm. that would be highlighted for you. And that can be something that will help you start investigating of that issue, finding the root cause, which might be in a whole different Well, you didn't think it was, yeah. So you got you to track through. That's really interesting. And, and so you're a SaaS platform. So do customers uh, set up IAM roles or how does the uh, access pattern work? Yeah, the, so we're a SaaS platform. We focus about making the friction of integration very, very minimal. So essentially, it's a read-only IAM role and a, a, a lightweight agent. For the hand, Lambda handler. For yeah. the la Exactly, yeah. for the handler. And that's it. You don't need to set up anything, no need to set up any services within your VPC. So then I'm thinking some of the announcements that uh, Vernon made today, like the layers, etc., could be music to your ears. Definitely. So layers is really a huge step forward uh, for, for integration points with Lambda, for, for loading libraries in a general location. So that's definitely, that's a huge announcement on serverless yeah. today. So really excited about that. And what's been your experience of the week here at reInvent? What have you uh, found interesting? So I, I think that I, 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 I've been in a couple of, like in the recent uh, reInvent, and I think this year serverless is exploding. Mm. The amount of talks, of sessions, of sidetrack talks about serverless is, I think it's, it's at its peak. Yeah, yeah. So that's, for me, it's really like, <laughs> you know, this is what yeah. we believe in, which why we're so excited about that, and we, this is actually becoming the reality. So Yeah, it's, I think it's becoming mainstream for a lot, a lot of customers. Yeah, I think I think you see the movement. It started, everybody's doing that today with, like, maintenance jobs, but this is moving forward. We mm. see more and more complex business-critical application based on serverless. Yeah, And yeah. That's, that is what I believe is where the world is going to, and that's amazing. Well, I think that new ALB integration to uh, Lambda will be really interesting too because yeah. it helps with those hybrid applications that are sort of gradually moving across. Yeah, I think, I think again, I think that's, that's a very important point. I think there are a couple of more additional points which, which were very interesting one is the runtime uh, um, yeah. languages yeah. super excited about that yeah. so and and uh, so it's going to open many possibilities to developers who really like a specific yeah, language, they like language, language yeah. for example yeah, use so, what you want yeah. so this is exactly i think i think one of the things i love is that aws is really hearing what customers want and they basically go and take the barriers down yeah yeah to, for adoption and that's that's what's pushing this forward so when it's easy for you to go and do, and the system will do what you want to do in yeah. terms of serverless. You, you go ahead and do, do it, yeah. yeah. So where do we find Lumigo online? Yeah, so uh, you can find us on um, uh, lumigo.io. Mm -hmm. And uh, we would love to, uh, uh, it's very easy setup to integrate. Uh, so it's basically, uh, we're currently still onboarding a one by one mm -hmm. because we want to, Make sure it's that like a white glove experience at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 this is very like um, um, personal. Yeah. Uh, at this point, we, we want to make sure that everybody is getting 100% customer experience. This is what we're focused about. That's great. Uh, so and the and the setup is super easy. It's like it's like uh, 20 minutes and you're good great. to go and you actually get the insights. Fantastic. Well, Eris, thanks so much for joining us today and enjoy the rest of your reinvent. Thank you very much, Simon. It was my pleasure. So I really enjoyed that conversation. It was definitely very relevant given the Lambda announcements of the day. Something else that takes place, well, many things take place at reInvent, but one thing that was happening all throughout the week was the filming of the This Is My Architecture series. Now, you may have seen uh, yours truly on some of those episodes, and indeed, I was filming a few this week. And whilst I did, I took a chance to have a chat with a couple of the folks who helped make that real to give you a bit of a behind-the-scenes glimpse 
of the This Is My Architecture process. So here's a listen to that. So I'm here live on the This Is My Architecture set behind the scenes at reInvent 2018 to share with you a bit about the process, how it works, etc. And I'm joined by the program owner, Ashley. Welcome, Ashley. Hi. And one of our fellow very famous This Is My Architecture presenters, Toby. Welcome, Toby. Thank you, Simon. So let's paint a little word picture here. Or maybe first, uh, Ashley, do you want to talk about what This Is My Architecture is and what it does for our customers? Yeah, it's a uh, technical video series that highlights unique or cool um, parts of our architecture. Yeah, and, and people kind of stand in front of a, a blackboard. It's not a whiteboard, it's a blackboard. Right, blackboard. We have an <laughs> AWS host and a customer there just talking about something cool they've done with our architecture. It's nice. And these are all available up on YouTube at the, the This Architecture page so yes, people can watch we them. we have a slash AWS page and we also have a YouTube playlist uh, with about 250 videos at this point. Fantastic. And they're mainly pretty short, aren't they? They're intentionally kind of consumable. Yeah, two to seven minutes right around there. Okay. Yeah. And let's talk about the process, Toby, because this is not a sort of uh, – uh, one person standing there with a, an iPhone taking some video. We've got, what do we see here, like a, a three-person, a three-camera shoot. We've got a director. Yeah, so, I mean, I look around me, I can see three professional cameras. We've got uh, a sound operator. We've got makeup. Um, so, yeah, this is a professional operation. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting when uh, when our guests come in, they typically have had a briefing call beforehand for about 30 minutes with the host. And then on the actual day they come in, they get their hair and makeup done, which is pretty fun. And uh, all told, it takes, what, about an hour, an hour and a half to for a customer video to get done, to get that magical five-odd minutes. Yeah, that's it. So, on the day, we allow about an hour and a half, um, and that gives us time to do a few takes. Um, but I think sometimes, you know, having it a bit ad hoc, a, a process of discovery and learning about the customer or partner solution is part of the fun. So, not too much preparation. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Ashley, obviously, uh, reInvent Week is a big week of filming. Roughly how many customers are we going to go through this uh, week? We were doing about 32 this week. Fantastic. And we've done a bunch of other cities too. You've been around the world. Yeah, we've done uh, Sydney, London, Germany, Brazil, Singapore. So there's lots of opportunities for our customers, even if they can't travel to reInvent, to be on the show. Exactly. Yep. We'll have lots of shoots next year, lots of opportunity. So how do they get involved in the This Is My Architecture program? Um, mainly or the easiest way is just to reach out to your SA, uh, let them know that you're interested and then they can forward on a story or, or even just propose what you think might be cool or unique that people might want to learn about. Fantastic. Well, that's another snapshot from behind the scenes here at reInvent. Thanks, Ashley. Thank you. And thanks, Toby. Thanks a lot, Simon. So that was a bit of a behind the scenes peek. Hope you enjoyed it as well. And so it's been a great week here. I'm absolutely exhausted. You can probably hear it in my voice and I'm very excited to uh, do a short uh, online Twitch session tomorrow and then I'll be getting on that plane and flying back home to Australia. So I hope you've really enjoyed all the updates of the week. There'll be no podcast next week to give you a chance to catch up and uh, really absorb all the cool information that's happened and uh, do love to get your feedback. AWS podcast at amazon.com. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, keep on building.